welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back. I'm here alongside Ryan Polish. The divisional round of the playoffs is now in the past, and we're on to the next round. And we've got a couple matchups that we're going to look at, along with some fantasy players and, and how they might approach this offseason and how their value is trending. But I'm here with Ryan. Ryan, are you ready to go? Very excited. Very excited to be back. We took a little one-week hiatus, let, those, let the playoffs kind of take its course there. And I am ready to get going and talk about this this divisional round and conference championship is among us. And we're fortunate enough to have the pack involved in that. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, definitely going to be going nuts over that game on Sunday. But yeah, we're just going to review these past week's games and kind of give a preview to the next week's game. Talk about the fantasy outlook and for these different players who might be relevant over the offseason and next year, things like that. So I'm really excited. Not going to lie. We could start at the divisional round there. And I was a little kind of... I was I was rooting for the Saints a little bit just because, you know, Tom Brady's played in the cold and he's been pretty good in the cold. Uh, Drew Brees, yeah, I mean, you can look back. I'm sure he's been okay in the cold, but Drew had kind of been struggling. So I was just like really hoping that the Saints pulled out that win. And uh, unfortunately, they did not. And you're just, you know, if you look back at at that game and did we see Drew Brees' last game? Because he didn't announce anything yet, right? It was, I mean, it was him and Brady throwing and Brady threw into his kid. And it certainly looked like Drew was just kind of taking in the moment out there on the field. Um, but his performance was not good. Right. And then of course, Jameis comes in and, and tosses a 56 yard bomb. And it's like, Jameis probably would have gave them a better chance to win that game just with his ability to stretch the field. Cause you know, Drew is just, you know, his arms, not, you know, that the deep throws aren't there for him anymore. So that was one thing that I, that really kind of caught my eye, you know, in terms of fantasy relevant players in that, you know, I, I was really wishing that that Tom would be feeding those receivers, but it was more of a a ground game that they were trying to establish. And, um, you know, with the interceptions and the short fields, I mean, you look at the the box score, it doesn't look like they they really did much. But uh, I still do like some of those receivers going forward. You know, you got Godwin and um, Mike Evans over there. Well, you know, Mike Evans had his, you know, very consistent one catch for three yards and a touchdown. Uh, game that you saw all year. I do want to pose the question to you, though. Drew Brees, let's say he retires. What are our thoughts now moving towards? We got Michael Thomas there who just went catchless. What are your feelings on Michael Thomas? Because he kind of took a nosedive here this year. He did, yeah. He wasn't – I mean, he was on and off kind of, though. He did have some good games. He had some really good games with Taysom Hill, actually. Um, And that was was good to see as far as his fantasy outlook goes. And with Drew Brees, he's kind of reminding me of like a Peyton Manning-ish drop-off, isn't he? Kind of the arm strength is starting to go. God, that's how Peyton was at the end of his career, too. He yeah. was, and that's kind of how Philip Rivers was. I mean, he just retired. Um, Drew Brees throws three picks and just didn't see – he's been hurt the last two years. Just hasn't seemed like he's been able to get it done the way that he needed to this year. Um, a lot of it had to revolve around Alvin Kamara. He had a fantastic year. Um, but as far as Michael Thomas goes, he's outside of my top five. And I think we've gone over that before. He's, I would say he's mm-hmm. down in the, like the seven to eight range for me right now. I think I'd rather in dynasty leagues, I'd rather get the up and coming youth with up and coming quarterbacks, quarterbacks who aren't aging out. They're not going to have to start fresh with a new quarterback. And I'm not convinced that Taysom Hill is the quarterback of the future there. 
You can tell me yeah. otherwise. I know he started over Jameis Winston. You can tell me all you want. I'm not going to believe that till I see it. I'm not saying he's not an okay quarterback. I just think the way the Saints have been the last, what, 20 years with Breeze, I just feel like they need something better. They deserve something better. They need to go a different route. So for Michael Thomas, he has dropped quite a bit compared to the beginning of last year or the year, the year before for sure. Little trivia for you here, and I don't even know if I know the answer. I might have to Google it. Who was the quarterback before Drew Brees? Oh, Christ. I have an idea. I know. I have an idea. <laughs> and um, I just want to see. I don't even know if I have an answer. I was probably – I was like eight years old. I don't even no, know. No, no, Drew Brees was a charger for a while. Oh, yeah, you're True. True. So uh, my guess, and I'm, I have it up here and I haven't looked at it yet. My guess is Aaron Brooks. Do you remember Aaron Brooks? I do. Mobile quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a mobile guy. So I, I just, for the listeners out there, if you guessed Aaron Brooks, you are correct. 2005, Aaron Brooks started. 2006, the Drew Brees era started and has gone strong since. Um, yes, Aaron Brooks was there for two years. Oh, no, sorry. From 2001 to 2005. So in want to say he had a pro bowl or two he had a couple nice years so yes yeah that that's you know we were just babies then right so that's a long time ago let's move on to a different game here um why don't we just go right into the pack there because you know that's one that we really watched heavily thoughts on the packers versus rams game and any fantasy players in that matchup well first of all first of all Aaron Rodgers has just been phenomenal all year and he continues to do so he had about 300 yards passing MVP absolutely and I mean he had three total touchdowns 300 yards passing um Aaron Jones looked really good again had a huge run there I was going absolutely ballistic thought I was gonna lose my voice over that a 60 yard run um but he was he was great again um Jamal Williams was good AJ Dillon got six carries in there and averaged four and a half a a pop and I mean he didn't look terrible either um, I loved I loved 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 that Devonte Adams and Jalen Ramsey were chirping before the game and a lot of hype going up to that matchup. And I, to be honest, as a Packers fan, even though I was actually a little nervous um, about that matchup, I know how good Ramsey can be, but I think this just proved that Devontae Adams putting up nine catches off ten targets against arguably the best cornerback in the league. He won that matchup. He scored a touchdown. And I, that just proves how good Devontae Adams is. His releases are just like artwork. It's, it's insane. So, I mean, other people that played good was – Alan Lazard had some big plays. I mean, Packers all around just looked great against the number one defense in the league, putting up 32 points. That was phenomenal. So I know Goff was hurt a little bit with that thumb, but overall, Cam Akers looked great again. Um, I think he, I think those other yeah, two. Yeah, where does he slide in for next year, right? His, his redraft value. I mean, he's, a, he's probably, he's going pretty high in redrafts next year. How early are, are you feeling like taking him? Are you, are you sold on him now? I mean, I I think we both liked him before. I mean, even as before the before the season. Yeah, started, I'm just saying, like, is he worth? Let's say next year rolls around. This is so far out, but is he a second round redraft pick next year? Um, I would probably put him more in like the. Th- you know what I mean? Is he in that yeah. David Montgomery range, or is he is he up like fringe RB one, RB two? You know what I mean? That that's the question. I think he's if he's going to be like the workload that he's getting now. I think that he's a lock RB two at least. Oh, he's a lock RB two. I think he's fringe RB one potentially. 
I would agree with that. I would put him anywhere from the I think he has the upside to be oh, like an yeah. RB to be like an RB10. I think he he's getting the floor though. That's what that's what I love though, is that safe floor. I, I wouldn't put him anywhere past if he's getting that number one running back workload, I wouldn't put him anything past RB sixteen, probably, seventeen maybe. I mean, yeah. the guy, he's got talent. We knew that. And once he got the workload and earned that spot, and he was banged up a little bit too, but once he started getting that workload, he's produced. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Now let me ask you, Cam Akers or CEH? Long-term dynasty value. Oh, God. See, that's a good question, isn't it? So, so I asked him, man. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not great at good questions, Tyler. <laughs> But I would say I'm still going CEH, but not by a lot. We'll say that. So going into the going into the year, right? CEH was everybody's 101, 102. Mm-hmm. Um, he was our 102, and it. Just, I just always keep going back to what I saw in college. I had acres above CEH by almost two spots, I think. And now look where we're at. Yeah. Right before the season started, CEH jumped way up. Now that the season's over it's a little bit closer, right? So I think I'm still leaning CEH long-term just due to the fact I think he's going to get more work out of the backfield. It's mind-bottling how they're not using him more or how they didn't use him more. Um, I know he was out a few games this year too, so I'm not looking at like the final outcome because before he got hurt, he was RB12 still. CEH was. So that's not bad. I mean, he's only a rookie. He's on one of the best offenses in the league. He's got Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. Um, I'm not – I'm assuming Lev Bell is going to be gone. Um, yeah. So no need for him. Yeah. So I mean, I still like Ceh by a good amount, just due to the fact that he's in a better offense in general, and he does have some skill and he's good, a great pass catcher. So I'm still leaning Ceh there. Yeah. Just one last tidbit there is I really like Robert Tanyan. I mean, <clears throat> pretty consistent. You know, he went four for sixty, and that might not look sexy, but. I like him as a tight end moving forward. I do. As long as he's a, a Packer, I think he kind of solidified that he can play tight end and be a good one for them. So I, I am a fan. Let's just uh, brush over these other two games here. So we had Cleveland and Kansas City. And I thought it's when Mahomes went out, I was like, oh, man, here's Cleveland's chance. And, um, you know, and then in that game, I don't know if you saw, uh, they had that old uh, touchback, the fumble touchback. I think it was Rashard Higgins. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That rule. I mean, you fumbled it out. of It's the rule, right? And then you see everything. Twitter's blowing up. Is this the dumbest rule in football or what? It's like, what are you supposed to do? You fumble it out of the end zone. What's the better solution? Well, I mean, what do you, what else do you do? You go to the, I don't know. Nothing makes sense to me. You shouldn't get it at the one. No, you coughed up the rock. That's on you at that point. Yeah. So I, I saw so many people like, this is a stupid rule. It's like, I'd love to hear a better solution. Right. But, but Fishy, before we jump into that game, I have a question for you. I'm going to turn okay. the tables a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing as a fantasy community for the listeners out there? What are we doing right now or during the offseason with Aaron Jones? God, you know, you, I, you look at, and I was, a, I was a big Sal Aaron Jones guy. I would agree and, with that, though. Don't you, wouldn't you say you'd rather be a year too late or a year, a year early than a year too late, though? Yeah, we know second contract running backs. I mean, he gave you another great year. I, Dude, he's not going to get paid. You look at the salary caps around the NFL, teams are, are not in good spots right now, especially with the COVID situation. There are not a lot of teams that have money. And are there, you know, with these rookie running backs coming in, 
I don't think a team is going to want to pay him. So I think he ends up a Packer next year. Now this totally shifted, right? I did not think he was coming back. I think he signs a team friendly deal. Maybe it's even a one year deal, but I think they somehow get him back because he, he showed that he's a, one of the best in the NFL. Like he's a nice player and it took me a while to get on that train. But yeah, if you can sell him, sell him. Cause I don't know how much longer his value is going to be there, but he, you know, and redraft it. Well, let's see where he ends up. Right. I think he ends up Packard. Where do you think he ends up? I think he's, I think he's in green Bay next year. I honestly think he's in green Bay as well. I was hoping you were going mean, to go. Where else would he go? I know. So I mean, places I'd love to see him. I don't, I'm not super convinced that Aaron Jones is not kind of a system running back yet. I don't know if he can succeed anywhere. Like, Miami? I think – I don't even know if he'd be great there. I, I would love to see him in Atlanta. Atlanta would be good. Um, but like you were saying, there's not a whole – with cap spaces and there's not a whole lot of places for them to go. There's a lot of good free agents this year. And uh, three, four – I would say this would be safe. So I had three really good incoming rookies. I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like if at best he will get like a Melvin Gordon contract, like $8 million a year. And I even – I don't know. I think that's about where I, that's about where I'd put him. So I, I do think he got, ends back with the Packers personally. So I, I agree with you. But yeah, I was just yeah, checking. Not, I know Aaron, that's a big big thing on Twitter right now. Is where is he going to go? What's he right. going to do? Are we buying AJ Dillon? Are we buying Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams' contract is up too. Do they re-sign him? Does AJ Dillon stay the third wheel? I'm I'm not super pumped about that whole situation. I'd be selling Jones though personally. Okay. Yeah, I have no problem selling Jones. I, I would do that. Uh, heading back over to that Browns-Chiefs game quick, a couple guys that I want to just chat about. And if you are a Dave Njoku truther like me, and just due to the freak athleticism, I am so hoping that he's on a different team or that he at least has a bigger role because you see the flashes from him. And uh, I'm just hoping he gets on a different team. So that's one guy that kind of caught my eye there. Actually had a decent game. Uh, otherwise, we know Tyreek Hill's the beast. We know Kelsey's the best. Uh, Nicole Hardman, you know, just waiting for that additional volume, and I hope he gets it next year. And we already kind of chatted CEH. The Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt thing, Kareem Hunt's around for another year, I believe. Um, you know, that's going to be a two-headed backfield there. You know, game script kind of maybe caused them to throw the ball a little bit more, uh, 37 times, and I think they would rather run it a little bit more. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. I actually thought the Browns were going to sneak that one out. and. Uh, they did not, but definitely a good one to watch. Let's move over to uh, Buffalo, Baltimore. I know before the pod had started, we were talking about Buffalo running backs, and you were just you, know, you were just kind of laughing at the fact that Buffalo just running backs stink. But Josh Allen's the man, right? We were talking about how good Josh Allen is and how good those receivers are, and Diggs and Brown kind of stepped in and you know had a nice game. Uh, anybody in that game that kind of caught your eye? Obviously, Baltimore needs a they need a receiver. They need to get Lamar Jackson a receiver, and uh, they need one quick because they are win ready, uh, especially with the you know the the mobility of Lamar Jackson. You got J.K. Dobbins next year. Gus Edwards question mark. They need a receiver. What caught your eye in that game? I mean, what caught my eye? Obviously, I don't want to be just sitting here taking my victory laps, but Buffalo backfield is. Not great. I know they played against a really good defense. That's fine, but they haven't been great all year. I want nothing to do with either one. Josh Allen is a tank. I, he's. We went over it with. I think we went over it with Duchesne's or 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 Dave or we went over our rankings and he's 
he's a top Somebody, four, yeah. maybe three, two. I wouldn't even fault you for putting him at two at all. Josh as Allen. As far as like a, a dynasty quarterback rankings. But yeah, he's what, good, man. What, what I, caught my I eye is him for a while, we, too. Yeah, for sure. What caught my eye, though, a little bit was did something happen to Gabriel Davis in that game? Or we saw kind of a resurgence or an usurgence from Gabriel Davis throughout the year. He was flashing, um, caught some touchdowns, nice deep threat. Actually played really, really well, but John Brown was out most of the year. John Brown comes back and he immediately commands 11 targets, eight catches. Is John Brown going to be around? Does that hurt Gabriel Davis's outlook going forward? Are we just being patient with him? What do you think about that whole ordeal? I was actually really coming around on Gabriel Davis throughout the year. This was a little bit discouraging to see. Well, I think you kind of answered your own question there. Gabriel Davis is not as good as John Brown. John Brown's better. John Brown was out. Gabriel Davis is a nice football player. He got his opportunity, and he he did well with it. So with Diggs and with John Brown there, is can they sustain a third in Gabriel Davis? Probably not. But could he be if – and I don't know the contract situation of John Brown, to be honest with you. Um, not a player that I've really – I don't have actually any shares of John Brown. I do like him, but uh, that'd be interesting though. Could Gabriel Davis slide in and be that number two wide receiver on the team? Then we're talking, uh, then he's a late round guy that you'd probably want to get your hands on. So in redrafts or dynasty, uh, maybe go out and get him before that happens. I know, was it Duchesne's that was really high on Gabriel Davis and who had, that was one of his gems that he kind of found. So, or not Duchesne's, I'm sorry. Uh, Dave Wright. So, yeah, I think you kind of answered it yourself there. So I'm not concerned with what happened in that uh, divisional round. No, that's just John Brown being back. So, so really, so really, as long as John Brown's around, Gabriel Davis isn't going to be a thing. We're just kind of waiting for John Brown because John Brown's older-ish for not being like yeah. a number one guy. He's 29 years old. There's really no reason I feel like to sign him back when you got a guy like Gabriel Davis there. Yeah. No, I. you're right. It's just John Brown's better, man, and Gabriel Davis is only a rookie, so – Nice offseason under his belt. Could he have a bigger role in that offense? Yeah, maybe. So I like him as a player. Uh, so that kind of sums up our, our four divisional round games there. Let's move to the conference championship games. And we've got Tampa Bay at Green Bay. And then we've got Buffalo at Kansas City. And just looking at it, those are two really good games. Uh, starting over in Green Bay and Tampa Bay, who do you think pulls this one out? You know, as much as they whooped our butts in the – in the first meeting during the regular season, what I am was actually, that, 38 to 10 or was it three? Did we, I don't even remember. It, it was, was unreal. I think we scored on the first possession of the game. They might've come down and scored or we got a stop right away. And then Rogers threw a pick six. And after that, we might've gotten like 30 total yards the rest of the game. It, it, that's what it seemed like as a Packer fan watching the game. It was unbelievable, but I actually feel pretty confident about the Packers. I mean, I think the Packers have a lot of confidence in themselves right now. They're playing lights out. Um, the defense has actually been decent. And with that Saints game, that game looks a hell of a lot different if Breeze doesn't throw three picks. They had short fields the whole time. They scored, I think, three out of their four touchdowns on those interceptions. Now you're playing a guy like Rodgers, who is notorious for hold not, like, not turning the ball over. So does that change things for the Bucks' offense? I think it does. And I think having our, our – we have pretty good D-backs. So are we going to be able to stop Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette? I would like to think that we can, and I think we'll be decent. We really got to get to Tom Brady, essentially. 
we can't have Godwin and Mike Evans running all over the place with Tom a lot of time. So if we can do those things on defense, I'm not worried about our offense. I know the Bucks have a good defense, but the way that we're playing, I mean, the Rams had the number one defense in the league and we lit them up. So I really like the Packers in this matchup. And I think Devontae Adams is going to have another eight to 10 catch game. I do. I think Packers come out with it. You brought up some good points. Got to get to Tom, right? They didn't get to Tom in the first game. Tom has time. Tom does what Tom does. There was somebody on Twitter and I forgive me because I don't remember who it was. And I scroll through and see lots of things every day, but they had a breakdown um, of why uh, Rogers struggled against Tampa Bay last time. And I didn't even like watch the video. I just was really quickly scrolling and it was getting a lot of hits. I just didn't have the time, but they, he kind of broke down, you know, what Tampa Bay was doing with their coverages and, and that kind of stuff to bother Rogers. Uh, so will that happen again? I don't know. I would like to think that they're a little prepared, but they were coming off a bye week uh, when they lost that one. So that's kind of a little puzzling too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rogers now he's got, now he knows though, he's already played them. I mean, you're coming off a bye week. You can only do what you can on film. He saw it in real life. He struggled. And I think he's a smart enough player and he's got that chip on his shoulder this year that we've seen. I think he's smart enough to make those adjustments. And, and I think LaFleur has a good game plan in, in place. He's been good with it all year. So I, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm pretty confident in the Packers. And I'm going to have so many Bush lattes rooting for him. You have no idea. I'm going to be just jacked on Sunday. Oh, I know. What's a football game on uh, without having a, a Bush latte? That's for sure. Blue smoothies. Moving over to the other game. You got Buffalo, Kansas City at Kansas City. Who comes away with that one? We're assuming Patrick Mahomes is playing. Uh, you know, he's in concussion protocol, but he's practicing. Uh, I think he plays, right? He's going to play. I'd love to see his baseline concussion test, too, him and Rob Gronkowski's. So who comes away with that win? You know, this one, being a minor, minor sports better, this one scared me a little bit because of how good Buffalo's been playing. But I think Kansas City, if Mahomes plays, I just don't think – Buffalo's got the defense to stop them. And I, I, as, as well as they've been playing Buffalo, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up uh, with Kansas City. Kansas City's defense seems to step up when they need to, too. And like Matthew will come away with a nice play, a big turnover, something like that. They've, they come to play when they absolutely have to. And they've shown that all year. They're 14-2. and two. Um, and, I mean, Buffalo's been great. It's going to be a really good matchup. But I think Kansas City wins by 7 to 10 points is kind of where I'm at. So we're going to get a Green Bay-Kansas City matchup is the hopes. Well, not hopes for a Packer fan, but I think you're splitting hairs on who you want to play in the Super Bowl. But I think Kansas City comes away with it. I think so, too. That's not the sexy pick, right? I mean, that's probably the consensus, but I agree with everything you just said. Minus, you just said minor sports, but I don't know if we ever talked about you had that parlay that won, you know, a good 23, 2,500 bucks, whatever it was, where you hedged the bet. And I don't, I wouldn't call that minor, right? Right. Speaking of that. So that, that's minor. Cause I only had like 10 bucks on the whole thing. I just happened to just get really lucky. A buddy of mine last weekend, we were watching the Packer game together. We were watching the bills game together. He won $17,000 on Saturday. Oh, Jesus. Just absolutely insane. So he would, I would call a big time sports better because he won some good money in the Packers game. He won something on a college basketball game. And then he's like, he started to get some drinks flowing. So he was feeling ballsy. And then he goes, you know what? I'm on a roll. Five grand down on the bills tonight. And he won that one too. Oh my so, God. 
Yeah. So that is what I mean. I'm a minor sports better. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You are minor compared to that. Holy buckets tossing five grand. My wife would divorce me if I did that. Oh, absolutely. That's probably why he's not married, but hell, I hope he listens to this. I hope he listens to this. He's going to be texting me soon. So, but yeah, that's, that's it's so you get days like that though, but I'm, the things that scare me is if you're going to have days that don't go your way either. So that's what right. scares me. All right. Uh, you know that, so we've got our Super Bowl picks. Uh, who wins the Super Bowl then, Rye? I'd be in, I right just, I feel spot. like I'm jinxing us if I don't say the Packers, but I mean, <laughs> dude, that game. Yeah. Okay. I think that too. We'll end it with that. I didn't mean to, to bring up any, uh, we don't need to be jinxing anybody now. <laughs> Honestly, if we come across the chiefs, the Packers, uh, that's going to be an insane game, man. That it, I, I think it'd be a really good matchup. I think both, uh, it'd be a shootout. The game, it would be in the forties. Remember the, what was it? The chiefs Rams game, like two or three years ago. It was like 54 to in the upper 40s or something like that. It'd probably be something mm-hmm. like that if I had to guess. Yeah. So it'll just be nuts. Catching you up on some player news here, uh, you know, because we just talked through the, the rest of the playoffs. But Gabriel Davis did have a spray. Uh, he has a sprained ankle too, uh, and I just kind of came across that. AJ Brown. I don't know if you're if you guys aren't on Instagram. I'm actually not on Instagram, but I'm on Twitter. And I got posted Green. there. What? AJ Green. Right. Nope. AJ Brown. Oh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, you need to go out and check. So he had surgery on both of his knees, and uh, and AJ Brown uh, happened to go on Instagram Live, and he was feeling a little loopy. You know, he probably had some medication in him, and you know, if you haven't seen that yet, go see it. And if you've ever had a surgery, you know how loopy you can get. Uh, there was people commenting, "Oh, AJ, I got to get some of the stuff that you're on right now, man." And he was. He was feeling it. Uh, Philip Rivers retires, so now he gets more time to coach his, one of his eight kids' uh, basketball teams on the sideline in jeans. Um, what a great career Phil had, though, man. He was, he was fun for a while. He really yeah. was. Let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second because this can be intriguing, right? So I think he's got nine kids, by the way. Um, nine, okay. Something like that. Damn near Baker's dozen. But um, with Philip leaving – what what do we think the Colts are doing here? I know they drafted Eason, right, last year. Are they grooming him? Are they going to go after somebody like Watson? Are they going to go after somebody like Wentz? Are they going to draft somebody? Um, I just think there's so many things up in the air. It's been all over Twitter today. So many different polls and people projecting this and that. And I, have, I even had a couple of texts today. What do you think the Colts are going to do at quarterback? And, I mean, nobody really knows right now. The guy just retired, mm-hmm. but. Kind of going off that, what does that do for JT? What does that do for like somebody like Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell? Um, yeah, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Where are they going and who, who does that affect, if anybody? It doesn't hurt anybody's value, I don't think. It's not like Phillip was great this year. Like, yeah, he'd probably have to look at numbers, but he felt like he had statistically a worse year than, than he has in the past. You might have to fact check me on that one. But looking, the first thing that the Colts should do and I don't know how long, or, you know, Jim Ursay probably have a couple drinks in him, but they need to give Andrew Luck a call and just see, hey, do you miss playing football, for one? And because I guarantee you Andrew can still play. Uh, that's the first thing you should do. I think his answer is, no, I'm done. And I think he's actually made that pretty clear. But you still need to make that phone call. I don't think Jacob Eason's the guy. Uh, you know, it's, it's to the point here, I don't even know if they draft 
because the Colts are decent right now. Do they draft a rookie? They don't have a high pick. I, I think they're signing somebody or trading for somebody. Could they be potential suitors for Deshaun Watson? They'd be giving up a lot. Could they get Matt Stafford for a little bit cheaper? Could they get Sam Darnold, which I, I saw somebody, you know, Twitter was just nuts today. You were right. In terms of oh, uh, Sam Darnold for a second, who says no? It's like, I don't know. I'm not even a big fan of Sam Darnold. I, I, I actually a, don't. I actually don't think Sam Darnold leaves the Jets, and I don't think the Jets take a quarterback. Hot take of the off season or the early off. Did they name a head coach yet? Yeah, uh, Robert Sala from. Okay, uh, I think that's, that's right. The name Niners from. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about that one. But yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's a rookie QB starting next year in Indianapolis. That's my take. I, I would agree with that. I, I literally just somebody somebody I commented on a on a Twitter post and I was just I saw everybody was saying Watson, everybody was saying Stafford, everybody was saying Wentz. So I went against the grain. I was thinking like a late round, late ish round rookie QB. Could they just go in the draft and see if they got somebody that could be kind of NFL ready? A name that came to mind, Kyle Trask, maybe, maybe I don't know. But somebody like that, but I, I, like you said, I foresee them. I think Stafford would be great to go there, honestly. Give them some weapons, give them a great line, a good team. That'd be a change of pace for him, for God's sakes, being on the Lions for so long. But that, I think that'd be a good fit. I don't think they have the draft capital to trade for Watson or to go get him. And I, I honestly, I don't think Wentz is leaving the Eagles. I think he's going to get another chance with a new coaching staff. I saw – a lot of news that the coaching staff or when they're interviewing coaching staff right now, they've all been saying like, Wentz can, Wentz can still do it. You just got to get his mindset right, get some pieces around him. So I'm actually thinking Wentz will be, have another shot to start next year with the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really dove into that situation a whole lot, but you're probably not wrong, even though I thought Hertz played better. Yeah, so I, I, we're in agreement. I mean, they could roll the rookie, but it's just like they haven't. They've been, like, avoiding rookies. It just seems like they went out and they got Brissett when they needed him right away after Andrew went out. They didn't draft somebody then. And then Brissett's not their guy, and they go out and grab Phillip Rivers. It's like, I don't know, it's like they're they're allergic to rookie quarterbacks. Well, they, I don't know. They they know that. They're pretty good. They don't want to have a rough year with a – you know, they – I don't know. I think you got to see them miss the playoffs before they do that. And you're yeah. probably right. They got they got a nice team. Does the, does this hurt? I don't even. I don't think it hurts JT at all. Even though Rivers loves to throw it to the backfield, they're still using Naheem Hines in the backfield anyway. And I think with Jonathan Taylor getting two catches a game or whatever, that's fine. His you're going to get his money on the ground. And Michael Pittman really he's he's been known throughout college as kind of that deep threat guy anyway. That that Mike Evans ish route tree. And so if anything, a new quarterback will do him good going into a sophomore season. So I'm not worried about any of the pieces on the Colts at all. I was just curious if you might, you might've been, but. Yeah. I'm not worried about, yeah. Any of those guys. It'll just, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out because they are win now. And uh, like, yeah, it was, I mean, good point. Yeah. That's why they're probably avoiding the rookie quarterback. They don't want to go through those lumps. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have for news, Ryan. Unless there's anything else that you have, anything that popped in your head, anything that you read about, I think we kind of covered a lot of it. And I'm looking forward to another great weekend of football. So do you – that thought that just popped in my head about Sam Darnold, do you think they go like Justin Fields at two? Do you think they 
the new coach is just going to want to start fresh because honestly, Darnold is younger than Joe Burrow. So do you give up on him now, even though Adam Gase has been just a shit show this whole time? Do you give up on him? Like we said, even before the season started, Darnold can chuck it. He, he He's not terrible. I think he's just been had bad coaching and a bad experience with the Jets this whole time. So with a new face in there, and notoriously a good coach, a well-liked guy, maybe he has a good relationship, can form one with Darnold. I actually think they go that tackle from, I think his name's Sewell, Sewell, something like that. That's a, a tackle from Oregon. I think they're, yeah. I think paired him with Becton and then keep Darnold, I think that would do Darnold good. I think that shows confidence, which could do Darnold good. And I, I just don't think the Jets need another rookie quarterback to have another struggling year. That's my take. I think Darnold stays with the Jets. I mean, really, the thing is, the Jets are so many pieces away, not just the QB situation. Um, you, you know, you're not going to like this answer, but you literally, you weigh all of your options. You weigh your options on what Darnold's worth. You weigh your options at what pick two is worth. Yes, I said it, pick two. You float that out there, I think. Are there any teams that are going to pay an arm and a leg to go get Justin Fields? Because I actually do really like Justin Fields. But you're right, you throw Justin Fields on the Jets, and that just doesn't make a good football team. Like, they're further away than that. So you weigh all your options, right? And I I don't know what those guys are going for. I'm not talking to the other GMs, obviously. So, yeah, kind of a – not the answer you're looking for. but Here's a spitball idea. I just thought of this, so I have no no research behind it at all. But does Deshaun Watson end up on the Jets for the one – the the 102 and then the texans it would take more i think it takes more well yeah yeah, but the jet i feel like the jets would have they can give up more capital and stuff like that and then then the texans take fields or something like that i mean i don't know would it be smart to grab watson over an unproven rookie yes watson's proven that he can be a absolute baller justin fields has not proven us anything in the nfl yet so yes i agree is there some freak odd chance Urban Meyer, the OSU guy, takes fields or trades down to, to grab fields? Or is he taking the, in quotes, generational prospect in Lawrence? That, I mean, maybe. That one, I don't know. Because fields was never there when Meyer was there. So I don't know how much of a connection they have. That, that's true. I, I just feel like he always, just listening to him talk, he just loves Ohio State. He somehow... Oh, He's somehow in with Fields, I think. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely been verbal about being a big Ohio State guy for sure. Did you see there's rumors out there saying Miami'd go get Watson because they have the capital and they'd trade two away? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be phenomenal for them if they did that. Honestly, if they would have just started Fitzmagic, man, Fitzmagic's a beast. And obviously he's he's really old and about out. But I don't know, two uh, – we're not going to get into this big long rant about Tua, but yeah, I I was very very unimpressed. So was I. I don't I I didn't love him. Like I don't, he wasn't even my he was my third or fourth ranked quarterback after my uh, for my film score when everybody's got him at 101, 102 or whatever in superflex leagues. I wasn't huge on him. I, I mean, he's good obviously, but I didn't like his arm strength, and that showed. I didn't think his arm strength was good at all. Hitting those outside routes those longer throws he just doesn't have enough zip on him yeah he underperformed like you said we're not going to get into that that'll be for a later day but god would that be awesome for Miami to go get Watson 
Yeah, lots of opportunities out there. I feel like quarterbacks don't typically move. This offseason, I think we're going to get a couple to move, and it's fun when they do, uh, you know, create some some different pieces working together. So I can't wait for it. Offseason is my favorite time to, to dive into rookies and that kind of stuff. Then obviously I love in-season, but um, I can't wait to start breaking down rookies with your eye, and, and we'll obviously we'll be getting more, you know, experts on the pod here with us to, to help hash out some of those tough decisions that you have to make on draft day. But right now, you just focus on enjoying some football while we got it left. So I can't wait for this weekend. And, and go, Pet, go. Anything you want to leave the listeners with, Rye? Give us a follow on Twitter. And uh, feel free to tweet at us. Ryan's running the Twitter account, doing an awesome job. Uh, even got his free Bushlight t-shirt, right? I After did, yeah. Shout it out so many times. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy. A buddy went out and uh, call, or emailed or whatever, Twitter messaged uh, Bush Light, and they said, hey, I got a buddy who <laughs> shouts you guys out on, on Twitter and on your podcast all the time. And sure as shit, they sent me a shirt. It was fantastic. Blaze orange with Bush down the arm. Talk, talk about a happy camper. That's this guy. But uh, no, other than that, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm really excited to go diving into these rookies. That is my favorite thing to do. I've already started watching film with the quarterbacks and running backs. Um, don't want to talk about it until I've watched enough film. I like to get at least five to seven games in before I kind of get a feel on where I'm at with these prospects. And, and yeah, breaking those down is going to be fantastic. And give us, give us a rating and review on iTunes. For God's sakes, that would be fantastic. We love that. We love hearing it. Um, it helps us out a lot. So if you guys are listening on Apple right now, it only takes about 0.5 seconds to hit the five stars. Don't let your thumb slip and hit one. Otherwise, just don't waste those 0.5 seconds. But, yeah, that'd be great. And always, Tyler, it's great talking to you. One thing, I could barely contain myself because I started laughing. Bushlight gave you a T-shirt that probably cost them $5 to make, knowing that you're going to buy another 300 cases in your lifetime. Actually, it's probably more. You're going to buy those cases in your lifetime. They just won that, baby. They just won that. They got a customer for life. If, if you're talking about winning, they won my heart, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Great marketing strategy on their, por- or on their part there, tossing that out to you. And, yeah, they got you, baby. They got you. You're never leaving. Never. So as always, great talking to you, Rye. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time on Block in the Back. And just enjoy some football. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.